I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men's Here podcast. Who's ready for a good morn? 30, 35 minutes of... Of morning, it's a bit early in the season for this, as well. Although we do normally start like this, we're a little bit patient, and then the morns will come out when Gareth Christmas time, February. Well, we'll we'll have a collapse. We've already had a collapse once this season. Now we've went two goals in front, and we've lost the game. Myself and Gareth are joined by James Hunter from the Chronicle. Nice to have you in, James. Thanks. Thank you very much. Bit of a U-turn. You were in and then you were out and then you were in, back in. Out. Just keep us on our toes. Yeah, the well. hooky cookie candidate. <laughs> Rory Fellows here as well. Yeah, ready to be ready to be angry. Well, why not? I want to um, start actually by by asking people if anybody's got an explanation for this. The club is rotten to the core narrative. Does that actually mean anything to anybody? Nah, not really. Does because it? Because this is something De Canio put to the media and put to the public, and people have ran with it, haven't they? Yeah, when De Canio said at those same players still got us to a cup final, and a lot of those same players. It's the same players where people are asking to be put back in the team. Yeah, right? exactly. So, so are we putting that one to bed straight away, or does anybody think the club is rotten to the core? No, I think that you know that there are changes that that needed to be made, and I think that most of those changes um, have been made off the field. Uh, it's now a question of you know trying to get get a team together um, that's going going to deliver the results that that the club and the fans expect. And that takes time. You can't just do it in one window. Um, you know there was such a uh, a situation that Moyes inherited with uh, you know so many players who were um, you know clearly not part of the plans going forward. They had to be shipped out, and he's brought in you know some good players. You know the likes of uh, you know and, and Dong just being one off the t- top of my head, and uh, you know he's he's going to need time to, to bring in those players. It's a is big the, job. When, when we were relating this to how we finished the season last season, do we think it's just because he's changed things around more than people would have thought? Because we'd mentioned before, haven't we, that we, we finished on a high that season. That team looked good um, finishing the season. So I can understand the, the cause for patience, but at the same time, some, some, some of the blame's then. got to be put on, 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 on Moore's doorstep, surely, because of of some of the I mean you mentioned Dundong there and I think the jury's still out on him but he spent 20 million quid on Dundong and on Gillibodge he spent 5 million quid on Paddy McNair who can't get in the team mm-hmm. that for Sunderland is, is a lot of money he's like Kabul go for arguably a lot Peanuts. cheaper than than you would have it's look, looking like a summer of awful recruitment as well isn't it which keeps happening when it, when it should have been the summer of oh we've got a good spine for once yeah. we've, we've actually stayed up with a good team Let's just add a little bit of quality to it. But I mean, you know, the injuries haven't helped on 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 one side. Fair enough. But Camel's back now. I guess Kershaw's back now. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you you look at you know the, the, some of the stuff that he's saying. It's very similar to some of the stuff that Decanio said. Um, but Decanio had a little bit of change because. He he, you know, beat Newcastle in that game, and then beat Everton, 
Um, the only two games he won in his time at Sunderland before he, you know, had a pretty average end of that season and then an absolute disgraceful start the following season. Um, after a terrible summer, that's weird, isn't it? it keeps happening. But he, because he did it in his way, and you know, in his, you know, for want of a better word, considering his history, a bit of a dictatorial kind of approach to his uh, um, language and the way he talked about things. Moyes is doing, saying pretty much exactly the same stuff, but he's not as charismatic, is he? So it's not carrying the same weight, I don't think, whereas he did it and everyone was like, oh, Paolo knew. And you still see, here you see people saying, Paolo knew. Moyes is saying it and you're not getting that same response. They'll see Paolo knew and then and in one breath and then they'll say, I can't wait, Larson's back and oh, she <laughs> yeah, should be playing. Yeah. Another difference there as well is Moyes has replaced a manager no one wanted to go. Like yeah. with someone yeah. like De Canio or Poyet or even Advocate, you're thinking, well... It's better than the last bloke to some extent. No one would, no one can say that with Moyes because none of us wanted Allardyce to go. It wasn't like Allardyce Do had we think to leave. If we're being frank, and I'd just like to say, firstly, and on the record for what it's worth to anybody who's, who's listening, um, I don't think that David Moyes should be under pressure with his job. I think it's quite ridiculous to say that so early in the season, and he does need to be given a lot more time. Yeah, I'm talking a full season minimum. However, I do think that. He should have done better with the, the, the side. He's got, the, he's, I, th- I think he should have he should have done more to make the, his change a little bit more gradual it's than, ca- than it's been. I, I just want to use it's, account- it's accountability that's the issue. It's it's not it's yeah I agree with you that he should be given time, but can he's I just got to give himself yeah, a chance. Can, can I give this just for reference because we played Crystal Palace, okay? And I just I was interested in having a look at this, and this just goes back to what I was saying about somebody saying the, the club's rotten to the core, and let's do you know the model of Swansea, or let's do the model of Southampton and Crystal Palace are now a club that are being held up and saying you should follow their lead. So we'll use them as a reference point because they're who we played at the weekend. They were in the bottom three when Tony Pulis got that job in November. All right, starting eleven for his first game: Spironi, Ward, Moxie. Yednak, Gabadon, Delaney, Dickachoy, Bannon, Shamak, Punchin, Jerome. Is that what people think that's starting 11? It's worse than ours. Right, OK. <laughs> he finished 11th with Crystal Palace mm. that season and they've gone from strength to strength. Why? Recruitment? Coaching? There's no magic beans. But the, there's, the, no, there's no magic beans being sprinkled on the yeah. Crystal Palace training ground. The, the annoying thing about it as well is it's already like, oh, well, we're going to have to improve the team and talking about January already, we're only six games into the season. Mm-hmm. You can't be talking about January. There's far too many excuses. There's not enough accountability. There's not enough responsibility. Like, oh, well, I can't hold the players by the hand. He's right. He can't, and players will make mistakes. The problem I've got is, within that, there's n- there's nothing... Like, so when you look at, you could see what Poyet was trying to do from the start. You could see what Allardyce was trying to do at the start. Even when it went wrong for Poyet at the end, you could see what he's trying to do. There was a pattern of play. There were there were things he was trying. The QBR game, a prime example, which where it went hor- horribly wrong, but at least you could see what he was trying to do, even though it went wrong. They looked like a bunch of non-league players at the weekend, hacking the ball around in yep. midfield. They, they can't pass it. I mean, it's it's horrific. Like, James, you that agree? was horrific. James, pull a face. I pull a face on two counts. <laughs> First of all, I heard a lot of talk about plans from Gus Poyet, but I didn't see much evidence of one. Um, I have and, to disagree think, with you, and I'll go back to the point in QBR where you could see what he wanted to do. It was failing, but he could less see what right, he was trying okay. to let, do. Let and I think that, that at the weekend, I don't think that you can you can call you know 
the, the players looking like non-league players. They I did? just think that's I think that's you know com- completely wrong. You know the three the three of them in midfield. You're playing three midfielders. None of them can pick up a second ball. None of them can get on it or pass it. You've got them ha- the hacking the ball to each other in the hope that something happens. Like the, there was no pattern to play. There was no idea. Running about after the ball like a couple of dogs chasing a balloon. None of them could get near it. They got outpassed by what Yednak and people like that. I mean. Come on. Yednaks. Not Yednaks. What do you call them? One MacArthur. of the ones with a beard who plays for... Ledley. Ledley or something. Like one of them. I mean, come on. They, they, it's path- that was pathetic. And, like, we were nowhere near worthy of 2-0. The first goal we scored was, you know, a complete lucky break. That Thank God we got to four and he took the chance. We're just nowhere near. Like, nowhere near good enough. Palace were, like, way better than us. I mean, I think, I, think I think, though, you know, the, the you, can't, you can't go through pointing at incidents of bad luck you know that's that's a, a nonsense but if you look at, at the games that Sunderland have had already this this season you know the, the first six games uh, you can point to crucial moments in those and say Sunderland should have more points than than but they don't you know. well I know they don't but that's what I'm saying I'm saying that there's a fine margins here you know Manchester Manchester City they could easily have come away from that with a point you got an unlucky own goal against you you know, yes, they were really poor against Middlesbrough and, and deservedly lost. You know, that it was a, a mistake, an individual error at, at Spurs. Otherwise, that would have been come away from there with a point and a clean sheet, which most people would have been happy with. You know, the, the goals against Everton, three defensive errors. The goals at the weekend, three more defensive errors. Do you know what I mean? They're, you, you know, the individual errors and Sunderland should have more points than, but, than they've got. It if becomes put, too much of a coincidence when you're getting all those individual errors, doesn't it? Goalkeeping mistake at like, Southampton, that like, should have been the first win. It's, you know? a, it's a team who doesn't know what they're supposed to be doing and, and are low on confidence because of that, I think, when you're well, getting... I'm not, I'm not quite so sure, though. I mean, you look at Southampton, and I'm not, I'm not digging Jordan Pickford no. out, but you've got, a, you, you've got a, a situation there where you're on course for your first win. And there's no amount of coaching that's going to stop that. It happens. You know, All goalkeepers make those ricks. He was unfortunate that it happened in that game to him. But there's two points thrown away just at the start. Of it. I mean, I can see because people are pointing. And that to would that. have killed the whole September August thing. That would have got the whole, you know, first win in in the bag gone. People are off off and running. Okay. As it is, it's not happened. I can agree as well um, to, to an extent with the, the Moyes thing. A lot of people sort of try to dig out Moyes with the, the post match press conference, James. But I didn't get the impression at the at the, at the time of the press conference that he that he was intentionally trying to. To, to blame his players and, and, and put a wall between the two of them. That it didn't no. come across that way, the tone of his voice, did it? No, and it's different reading something on... He was on, angry. It, he yeah. was angry and it's, frustrated. It's a different take you know, of reading things on, pa- on, probably, on a piece of paper, isn't know, it? And the fans have walked away from the game angry and frustrated, and you can bet that the manager was also angry and frustrated. I mean... Um, and, you, you know, you, you look at the, the, the situation that he's in and, and what he wants to achieve, and... and uh, you know, at the moment, it seems it seems like a, a long way away. But I look at I look at the that people criticising the manager and pointing the finger and saying that his substitutions are awful and his tactics are awful and this that and the other. Don't forget, you know, Moyes was most people's uh, choice when Sam Allardyce left in the summer. And to, to 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 say that he doesn't know what he's doing tactically and to say that, that his substitutions are poor, that's just nonsense, isn't it? You know, you don't well, you don't have you don't say that he was my have, choice in the summer and that I think at the moment you his don't have 11, are poor and his you, substitutions are poor. But you don't have eleven years, you know, at Everton of success and and what have you. 
if you don't know your tactics and you don't know how to make well, decisions. Well, he needs to display. I, I, he needs how to is, display. How has he? How has he? How has he come to be a, a bad manager between the summer and now? I don't. I don't get. I'm not, where I'm that not saying. I'm not saying he has, but the evidence. The evidence is there. Like. I think well, the evidence, to, the evidence is over show. eleven years or over six games. Which which do you want? To... Pe- people well, might people might be people, Sunderland. people might be somewhere else. People but, might but be... Is it different <laughs> managing at Sunderland? Do the tactics and substitutions work <laughs> differently at Sunderland than they do at well, Everton? Ask him because you know, at the are, moment are, it's are, garbage. Are there more subs at Everton? Are there less subs? Are the tactics different? Does the shape look different? You tell me. You know, is is managing Sunderland a different job to managing you'll any have, other club? Well, you'll have to ask him. Well, well no, I'm, ask, I'm asking you because we're having a difference of opinion. He obviously thinks that that. You know the way to do it is to go about it the way he's done it. What, is, asking, the way, asking, what is he doing? Well, <laughs> well, I, I'm, asking, what's he I, I'm doing? asking you what's t- different about managing Sunderland than at Everton or anywhere else. I think. Look, it's fair. It's fair to say that a manager needs more than than seven games to put his stamp on a side. My my argument. People will be unsurprised and oh, I'm probably in the middle of the two of you somewhere. Like I always seem to be in the middle of, of Gareth and Proctor when he comes, and <laughs> you've just replaced Proctor's positivity night, James. So it's kind of seamless <laughs> and on that front. I think he needs. Of course, he needs way more time to to put his stamp on it and to get the players performing. I think you can look at Benitez in Newcastle last year for a reference for that. His first six seven games, they were poor. They finished the season playing well. No matter what any Sunderland fan plays well, and I was watching them, they were playing well. So it does need a little bit longer of time. My issue, I think, is the transition, and I keep going back to it. Sam Allardyce, where do we think we finished under his... When he had that January transfer window, so from February, start of February, end of the season, where do we think Sunderland would have finished in a league table? On those, what if they'd have played months? the same way the the whole season? Yeah, where the actual I points? In, I think they're in. Well, I, I think they were on course for the top six well, if they'd he, have he, started he, like from that. Feb, from February, a little from bit further back, eleventh, and that's not. People could say, yeah, performance different in the Premier League, and it's not sustained. But if you look at the bottom, the bottom, it's Villa, it's Norwich, it's Palace, it's West Brom, it's so it's it's Bournemouth. It, it, so it, it wasn't it, the form it, of relegation. Yeah, side, it's, it's, it, pe- yeah. it's people who were down there. So Sunderland did sort of were a little bit different. And again, my point is, from how different the side looks, I just wish there was a little bit more continuity there. Mm-hmm. And he took a little bit longer to put his stamp on things. That's where I'm coming from. Some people might say it's not easy to do that. We keep going back to Kasri every week, don't we? There's an argument, isn't there, that some people are saying, and this is hindsight as well, but some there's an argument people says he could have went out and spent and got Yedlin and he could have got in Villa for eight million quid. And kept the team similar and expanded it. Hindsight, of course, it is because I think most of us agreed with the the decision on him, Villa. But that was always going to come back to haunt him if 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 we weren't playing well, wasn't it? What I mean is keeping that side together as much as possible. I think was important, and we haven't done that. It's like we've started from scratch all over again. Yeah, and Villa's the big one on that, but I. I don't think Yedlin would have made a massive difference. I'm not trying to make out that Yedlin's a, but it's it's. it's I know what you mean in, ter- in terms of like the dressing room and stuff it's, like yeah, that as well. In, in possibly, the back four, yeah. each other. it's continuity. Um, don't don't you know? Don't Yedlin wasn't a great player. No, no. And, and I think you know he's probably he will be a Premier League player in the in the future. But I'm just talking about continuity and maybe the price you could have gotten. Yeah, for. in terms of your overall influence on the team, though, and, and Villa was the one. And, I say, and the jury's still out on Ndong. Maybe he can, because Kirchhoff's a player who needs an athletic midfielder to do his running for him. Maybe Ndong can do that because he wasn't brilliant on Saturday. He was one of the few that. Should Kirchhoff have been on the pitch at the end? I know you mentioned the substitutions being questioned, James, because it was Kirchhoff who lost. Did like, it shouldn't have been Kirchhoff picking up um, Benteke in the first place, mm. let's be honest. But he was it the nearest person. nice if anybody was yeah. picking yeah. up well, he was, But he was the nearest to him at the time, and he was the one who didn't go with him. And yeah. that could be down to 
fitness and fatigue as much as anything. I think it was just down to zonal marking. You know, why why do you mark zonally? And, and but even Moyes said afterwards, even Moyes said afterwards that somebody know? should have picked them up. I, where, think, where zonal, it's zonal, I think zonal marking is fine. You just head the ball. Yeah, but. We're not going to have the zonal mark and there's a man. But if you, look, if, if you watch Match of the Day last night, the anal- they were analysing our corners before that. That free kick, sen- they were saying it's essentially a corner from where it was taken from. And a lot of players were picking up men. They'd have one or two who were in zones, but the rest were picking up men. Even if it's zonal mark, so, and Moyes come out at the end of the game and said somebody should have picked them up. Yeah, so, yeah, so, totally. So that's, that's, and that's yeah. what they were doing for most of the game. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, I'm amazed that one of the centre backs wasn't marking mm-hmm. the key. Striker for well, he's the Crystal one Palace, person, isn't he? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and 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 I know I know your point about zonal marking, but you can't allow a, a player to have five yard run up because he'll get above you. You know, he's about I don't know. Benteke must be six foot four, six foot five, and all right, Kirchhoff is a similar height. But if you if he's got a five yard run on you, he's going to get above you. Yeah, I'm always questioned that and said he's arguably the best head of the ball in the Premier League. And, yeah. and is he, is he right? How culpable, culpable is he for that? That his players can't pick that up. Well, I can't understand this, why we're having a debate about players not. I mean, this is this is where we are. No, because players aren't heading the ball yeah, in exactly. the box. We've so seen it. In how many games we've seen it? In. In. That's what I'm saying. Of course, it's, well, it's, it's all re- of them. It's a manager relevant. and it's the players. If Moyes before the Everton game saying he's disappointed they've conceded the goals the way they have because they've been working on defending crosses, and then it happens again. Yeah, but at what level of a footballer do you need to be to, be, to understand not to let a cross come in and to pick somebody, pick the best header of the ball up in the box? Well, I refuse to. Yeah, I refuse to believe that the coaching staff haven't told them to do that. No, Should, absolutely not. And, but any, I and guess any coaching staff would tell them. Then, to you, do that. but then you get. I guess if if, if Kershaw's been given the job of picking up Benteke, he needs to, he needs to do better. If he if he isn't, then what's gone on there? And and then and then going back to the substitutions point as well. You know, he was blown out of his backside after 60 minutes, and like he took Catamol off. Why didn't he take Kershaw off? It was plain to see that Yanazai and Kershaw needed to come off around 60 minutes. As soon as we conceded the the first goal, he needed to make changes. He should have made changes before we even scored the second. You could see that was they were struggling, but you know it, it doesn't happen. And and then you know McNair comes on at, towards the end with the player's left wing with eight minutes to go or something. I mean, I don't I don't really know. You know, I, I'm all for giving someone time, and I, I will, I will give him time. You know, but I need, I need to see something. I need to see something. I need, to, I need to see what he's doing. The Southampton game, to be fair, we looked excellent. Like we looked well organised. There was a plan there. But like, you need like you Tottenham, feel, you feel Tottenham's, like, you, Tottenham's, you like. You, you feel like a result's going to come away from home at the moment, don't you? I think definitely. the added pressure of the crowd and everything. Southampton's the only time we've looked hard to beat this season as well. That's all. I want to see we've them. West, we've got well we've, against Man City. We've got yeah another away game. We've got West Brom next, so that's going to be a nil-nil draw. We might as well. well not, we might as well. Not three even, kicks. We might see you later. Two or three nil. I think we'll that lose game, that game if that, not careful. That game's a draw for me. So- Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Then we go to Stoke, don't we? And we go to, is it West Ham? Stoke and West Ham. Like, it's two relegation six-pointers already, isn't it? And you, bizarrely, you're delighted they're away from home, like, it's that same thing again. You don't want to be at home. I was saying that during the week in the build-up to this. This was a chance for Moyes in these next two games to break that cycle of when you've when you've got like a game coming up and you think, oh, beatable opposition at home. We can kick-start the season here. But we always do something like that. Especially we, not playing well. Other yeah, sides win like, when they're not playing well. And when we went 2-0 up, I thought, finally, we're just... But you can, you can find loads of them playing well. from Bruce onwards. Like Every manager's had those. We had the ones under O'Neill, like the 0-0 against Fulham, the, the 1-1 draw with Norwich. And this was even advocate when Palace came up and beat us 4-1. We thought that, that would be the game where we won and we would pretty much look like staying up. It was just another one of them. Like They can't break that cycle of us being... like The stadium light hasn't been a fortress, anything resembling a fortress since... Keen days, maybe. Mm. And when the f- first season up, like you, we won the winnable home games there. We got about thirty-seven course, points, yeah. and I think 30, 32 or something of them came at home. I like, could you imagine us getting that amount of points from home games at the minute? So you'd be, 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 be delighted to get like fifteen or twenty. Find it difficult already in their new stadium, and yeah, the similarities exactly. between that ground and the stadium of like, look. Yeah, but the, uh, a lot of empty seats. <laughs> well, just everything about it. Just but actually, the sta- atmosphere killers aren't it? Actually, yeah. the, the stadium of light. You know, I looked into this a little while back, and you know, the stadium of light was was very very good to Sunderland until that uh, season when yeah, the ni- uh, nineteen point season was the, bad. Ni- the nineteen yeah. point season. That was when it went. Uh, you know, the shape of a pair. I looked. I looked into. It. I think they lost fourteen games in. Four seasons or five seasons, I can't remember, at, at the Stadium of Light, and then they lost 14 in that very next season. Mm-hmm. You know, they doubled it in one year, um, and it's never really been the same since. I think um, that, you know, that was a bit of a punch in the stomach that season, wasn't it? Um, you know, we had a bad season the season before, finishing just scraping up, finishing 17th, thanks to Claudio Reyna in the main part. Um, following the season, obviously, went down with the record low points total. Um, and I think, but again, that, you know, that it, took was, a t- it took time to build this build the support back up because I remember going. That was Wilkinson changing things, wasn't it? Drastically trying to put his own know, stamp on things. Yeah, but and then, you and know, it backfired. And now, you know, I think we're at a stage now where people are really sick. Like patience is having patience is one thing, but this is all new to Moyes. This is all new to him, and like. There might be people around saying, you know, God, we're not being given time. We're getting a lot of criticism, getting a lot of heat. But this, this isn't new to us. This is we. we this is what we get every time we've had it for about five years. Not, it's not an exaggeration. We yeah. have had it for about five yeah. years. Like when you're paying like four or five hundred quid a year to go and see that, you know, it's all very well saying give someone time and patience. But you know, like at the end of the day, go to watch the game to to enjoy experience, enjoy the game. 
Um, we don't win any games. We don't win any games playing badly. We don't win games playing well, and we don't we don't play well. So, you know, we get like how many people are going to start saying that? You know, I'm sick now. I'm not. I'm not going to go back. And if you lose the support, you know, you're in serious bother. And I don't think we're too far away. Like a bad result next yeah, week, I don't think yeah. we're too far away from a bit a, a bit of a a bit of a change. And that's why I feel feel for Moyes a bit because. It's like I say, this is this is a culmination to yeah. an extent, isn't it? It's just a, the repeated thing of here we go again, mm. but doing it in such spectacular fashion, like on Saturday, two 0 up. Like maybe Dad said to each other, like pretty much straight away after like the celebrations had died down and just before they scored, so about five second window of right, big ten minutes now. Get through those ten, 10 minutes. Seconds. Not I, not even ten seconds. Did like, anybody said that. think Sonnen were going to win that game as soon as Palace pulled off no. the over? No. Nah. You, uh, a bad team draws that game. Like, <laughs> so what a way if we're losing do, that. Do you know what's interesting as well? Is I've actually talked to um, Nick Barnes about this. I, I texted him about it because obviously but he's probably like up on his stats and all that because you know everybody's like <laughs> with his book and all that. And I was like, in the last few seasons, I'd be interested to see how often we've conceded within, say, five minutes after scoring a goal. Mm. And I was thinking back off the top of my head, so going back to Advocate, Southampton, when we took the lead and then... One against Chelsea last season. Chelsea. Um, this season, Man City, Southampton, Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- this isn't. This happens a lot that we concede straight after scoring. I mean, the goal we conceded was... I mean... <laughs> Talking about basic defending again, and I mean, at least, at least I can't even. I haven't watched it back, as you know, I, you know, depressing enough watching it real time. I'm not going to sit and watch match of the day and watch it again. Um, but the balls come over straight ball, and you're talking about basic defending. He's headed the ball into the middle, the middle of the box, like headed away. Like it's just, it's unfathomably bad defending. It's McCarthy who gets. It's not Van Arnold who gets the header. He's, he's beaten. No, and that's one of the centre backs who should have won the header. Isn't it? No, no, it's Van Arnold against. Is it? Yeah, and MacArthur nods it down to Ledley. Well, and then Van Arnold's attempt to. Get blocked. Yeah. Was, it going on, was it on target, was it? I didn't think so. No, but it's, been given, like it. it's been given to Ledley, so they, they obviously think that it was, but yeah. I didn't think it was. Well, uh, I mean, maybe I'm being harsh there then. I mean, if he doesn't win the ball in the air, but it's, it's just, still a bad challenge to, to try and make like, it. It's just yeah. a bit like it's, it's just. It, but but these are the things, and this is what I was trying to say to you, Gareth. When when uh, Moyes is saying players taking responsibility, you know, you you can tell players, and you can and you can you know do drills on the training ground, but you can't account for for those kind of mistakes. Why does Van Anholt not win that header? Why does Van Anholt go go with his foot? You know, against MacArthur when MacArthur equalises with his foot. Well, if he'd have stuck his head there, he he wins the header. I, Why I, does nobody mark mark the big guy in the last minute? I you know, ag- you no. can't. You can't. I agree. I agree. But at the same time, the flip side of the coin is that David Moyes has bought lots of defensive players, and he's got lots of defensive options. And in the last few games, we've made lots of defensive errors. The argument would be, well, you've got O'Shea there, you've got Denier there. He could bring them into the team, but he hasn't. He's decided... I mean, the McNair thing as well is a bit laughable, where all of a sudden he scores two goals against uh, QBR, and he's an attack... Oh, well, I always knew he was an attack midfielder. 
Why? Why? Why did you play him in defensive midfield? Did, did you, that's in, James? Did you think? Well, when he first came, don't forget, uh, Catamol and Kirchhoff yeah. were both injured. But did you so. think it was an odd thing for Moses to have the QBR game? Oh, McNair's actually actually stating that he's an attacking player. I thought then straight away he set himself up for a bit of a fall yeah. here because if suddenly now he's saying oh, to the fans, "Oh, don't worry, we've we've got an attacking player here." And I, so I don't think that was I don't think that was what he you know the way he mean he mean probably to not, come not. across you know probably having, not, having not. been there when he says it no. what what he's trying to trying to say is you know the guy isn't gives us an attacking option it's not it's not a freak of of nature that he's scored two goals he does get into the box I mean you think about it you know Lee Catamore never gets in into the box but McNair did arrive late and got on the end of two chances at, at QPR and that's just what Sunderland need and they haven't had for a long time did they need it in the centre of a park. Before they got it though, on Saturday. I mean, also going back, you know, like he says, Kirchhoff. We speak about it every week. Kirchhoff can't do more than sixty minutes at the moment, and no, you've got McNair. You've got McNair. You've got McNair sitting on the bench, who's going to be high as a kite because he scored two goals midweek. You know, it, it's 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 a little illogical. I know if some people might say it's hindsight, but we say every week Kirchhoff can only really give you an hour. No, no one would have argued with substitute. After the second goal, no one would have argued with that substitution. Everyone would have saw the sense in it because Kirchhoff wasn't playing particularly well, bar a few tidy passes. Like even in the middle of the pitch, Ben Teke was winning everything in the air where you want Kirchhoff to be challenging. Like his tackling wasn't very good. Catamol wasn't making brilliant tackles either. But everyone could see we needed the strengthen in the middle there. So two 0 you're like right, perfect, do it now and let's sit on this and protect it. But like I say, it's hindsight. I think, but... I think the problem we've got as well is mistakes are happening because we're playing in such a manner that we're creating more opportunities for mistakes because we don't have the ball enough hmm. at home. to like I think that midfield performance, I mean, and Dong tried hard and put a few tackles in. I can't re- I can't recall Kershaw or Catamol like, making a challenge. Catamol didn't make a tackle? No. Catamol historically but, but, takes well, a few games to get back into his stride, doesn't he? We've got, we've he's not, even, not even he's making a tackle. Is... No, I, I, I disagree. I think he always takes four or five games when he comes back from an injury that's that's his problem isn't it he, he can't get it within into the pace of the game that's he does that every season for me it's, I mean, you know, unfortunately it's something with him you're just gonna have to wait for yeah I mean you were making an interesting point earlier I was thinking about it about the um, about the stadium why do you think it is when okay Palace come back to 2-2 there's 15 minutes left uh, there's almost a you know a feeling of dread comes across the, the stadium Instead of thinking, right, okay, we're back at 0-0, we've got 15 minutes to go and win the game. It's almost as though we've got 15 minutes to survive at 2-2. You know, it's it's, it's a mindset thing, and and whether it comes from the players or the crowd, but either way, it it comes together and it makes a package. And there's no reason to think that having having conceded two goals against Palace that that they would lose the game. I mean, it's 15 years since they last lost the game when they were 2-0 up um, in the Premier League. So it's not as though they've got a habit of saying, oh, you know, um, we've we've seen this so many times because they really hadn't. You know, you got 15 minutes to go out and win the game. It's momentum, though, isn't it? Like it is momentum when, when yeah. you've when you've been two 0 up to see it go two two. The momentum's only going it's one way in the game. Possible, but this, like, is, this like is where you've got to try and try and help the, help the team. Oh yeah, bit, no, but, but, but I know that's difficult. We, we've seen us throw away, yeah. away results. Maybe it's not about, that result. It's about but. it's about finding a way to, you know, snatch disappointment from the jaws jaws of elation, and that's. Sunderland find many different ways of doing it, and we've all we've all seen it so many times before. I mean, the ne- the ne- you know, generally the fans are behind the team through the game, but we've had it so many times. We've been punching the stomach, and you know, 
over and over again and you know you, you, that's what I'm kind of going back to the original point right at the start of the show I need personally I feel as though I need to see I need to see something I need I need like I'm at the stage now where I feel as though like I need to be I need to be given something because if I'm not then it's it's very difficult to get behind what I'm seeing because I've seen it so many times before that the garbage and like that performance was very very poor even at 2-0 I thought were really awful and like at 3-2 I, I didn't I didn't think that Palace were fortunate to win the game I thought they, any, has, they deserved has, 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 it over the course of the 90 minutes the strange thing is though, though, though you're right you know they, they didn't deserve to be 2-0 up um, they didn't really deserve to be 1-0 up but how many times have you seen teams come to the stadium yeah. of light and they've beaten Sunderland when Sunderland deserved something right, from the game yeah. so, you, so you think finally yeah. Sunderland are going to get something from yeah. a game here they're going to get a win that they don't deserve yeah, you know, instead I, I of having to play a team off the park and win I would have taken they, they, it exactly but we didn't so, <laughs> we didn't get it so <laughs> I know that but but you know, it's almost as though now looking back having lost the game 3-2 it's almost a stick to beat them but they didn't deserve to be 2-0 up no, no I said hey, at the time embrace they, it they didn't deserve you know, in, in, yeah. embrace it you tune up and you don't deserve to be this is a good thing yeah. not a no, bad I said, thing I said that earlier it's about time yeah. Sunderland start yeah. winning games they didn't deserve to win what I would ask is this I mean we this is something we say every season isn't it <laughs> like sort of it's beyond a joke now isn't it really but just, whatever manager comes in we start like this every season it's now 2012 since we got a win in, in August or September and even that we went in a dire run afterwards and it was the season Martin O'Neill got sacked so it was, it was dull unattractive football we always go on dummy about it. it's that hope that keeps us going and stuff and then we come to a run of games like this one and we think oh, we believe we're going to get like minimum six points in reality we never do we get like two or three points tops but there's always that belief there I have a feeling this time round I'm not sure that belief's there in comparison to other seasons what are people think? I don't think it is I, I was, think it's getting earlier people like the this is the was, earliest I've seen I was talking before the game on Saturday Below 40,000 the attendance. I know yeah. Palace didn't bring Lords up, which makes a difference. It was only at about 1,000, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which makes a difference, but it's not often the stadium drops below 40,000 now. But this stage in the season against a team like Palace, people like all the matches we were talking before and we were saying, like, do you think we'll win the team? We, we were all like, no, we probably won't. Not out of, like, well, it probably is like not having faith in the team, but because we, we've seen it, we've seen us in these, this situation where we get these winnable home games and just chuck it away or... It's nil nil, like we're outsmarted, like this was another way to throw it away, but we still threw something away. If if the manager doesn't have faith in the players then why would we? If he comes yeah. out afterwards and says basically the team I've got that I can put out isn't good enough. And you'd be able to agree with like what he's saying when he's is criticizing those players if you could see what the plan was on the pitch. Yeah. You'd go, Yeah, you're right, you you had them set up like this, you put this idea on the pitch, this, 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 and they've let you down, but they're letting each other down at the minute. If you, if you think about Allardyce, and um, I remember when he, when we were on the good run, he actually went. He said like, "Oh, I'm not surprised people were annoyed in the first half because we were rubbish." Like um, in the first half of my tenure, because we, we were rubbish. But when when it was happening, he wasn't coming out and saying yeah. we're rubbish. He was he was saying, you know, trying trying to create the idea that you know we're, we're all in it together and you know we've got to keep fighting and. You know, like at the moment, it just feels as though that's not there. It's it's almost like he would. However, sometimes... however, however, Moyes has phrased it live on paper, or however it comes across to, to a lot of supporters, is that it's not it. What what he can't he can't affect things. He it's like he's gone. Well, I'm trying my best, but 
it's not my fault and if they the don't difference. do what I tell them to do and it, it it's not a good it's not a good thing to do because that's not going to give anyone hope who's going to the game people aren't going to go to the game thinking oh well you'll get them up for it and that you, you just don't feel that's going to happen because Allardyce would say he would he, like I remember after Southampton when Van Dijk scored in the last minute he was complaining about the players then but it wasn't in the way Moyes is doing it Allardyce was doing it in the way of well, they've messed that up today, but don't worry, because I'm mint and I'm going to get us out of it. Yeah. Whereas Moyes is coming out and he's saying, well, they're useless, but like, it's like, what do you expect me to do about yeah. it? Like, That's the impression you get. And then, as a supporter, it makes you just yeah. feel like, well, someone, someone made the a, if, it's someone made, a, if it's doing that as supporters, you ask if it's doing that as a player. Someone made a yeah, comment on Twitter argument. saying, like, it's it, it's interesting how David Moyes um, comments on the game like he's a pundit watching it, rather than actually uh-huh. a manager who's involved in the game and like he can't possibly affect anything. It's like, well, you you can, you know, <laughs> that's probably why you're getting paid millions of pounds. So, you know, if you're under pressure, it's probably your own fault. But I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not advocating saying, you know, you know, run him out of town or whatever. He needs the time, but he needs, to, he needs to buy himself some time. He needs to help himself. He needs to get some credit in the bank, doesn't yeah. he? Like and that's that's what Poirier even always had when. In early on, like he got a couple of results early on, which helped obviously as well. But there was that identity. There was a playing style early on. So, and you know, like early on under Poirier, we like went went to West Poyet. Ham and got a nil nil and stuff like that. We we got instantly hard to beat. Like Poyet, it, early on, he he managed to Im- like imprint what he wanted to do on that team within two weeks. Yeah, you, uh, and it we lift, played, lifted you, didn't Southampton. it? We played Southampton. Who we played Newcastle and he played four four two, completely like British style. Like it's a the, continuity I'm talking about, and then yeah. and then in South, and then we played he? Southampton in the week, and he played passing passing style, and then we, and then we played Man City on the weekend, and I think we had thirty passes before we scored that goal yeah. against uh, Man City, and he managed to imprint that in in, in two weeks, with you know a, a group of players who who De Canio thought were you know best off in the bottom of the bin, so. I just think if you if you believe it can be done, you can probably do something. But I don't think it's enough to just think. Well, what we'll do is we'll just set up and defend, and then try and get the ball to the four, and then he'll score a goal. That's not that's not a style of play. That's not no. well, setting up. Well, let's hope something. something does come because some managers do get it right quicker than others. And good, he has his reputation. David Moyes has been a bit of a slow start with Everton. Every season, people said they started slow. Sunderland starts slow, so the two of them together might not be a good combination. Let's hope it's not fatal. We're going to call that a day now. We're going to go over the Rogue Report and do our question of the week for there. So, oh, you should buy tickets for the live podcast in Manchester. That's not a good time. We, might, not be, a good we time. might be relegated by then. That's not a good time. We might so. have won a game, though. Let's you want to be positive. We might have. Might, might get a couple more draws, at least. Yeah. Right. Draw weight stuck. <laughs> Are we done? Yes. Yes. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.